0: What's up everybody? Thanks for checking out episode two of the Hustle the Most podcast. It's me, your host, Wes, and today we are going to talk about how kids can be just so cruel. I think as adults we have a very different perspective on what's cruel and kind of what's not. But I'm sure that if you think back, when you were a kid you can remember more than a few times where you were cruel to someone or maybe someone was cruel to you. So, we have all had these amazing ideas at one time or another. Some people have amazing ideas that lead to something totally awesome and change the world, like creating an MP3 player or color printing or something revolutionary. But sometimes ideas go the other way and they're life altering, and sometimes it's for the absolute worst. I think that in today's world, this is simply what's called a fail. And this is how all those amazing fail videos are made where 10 seconds in, our feet kind of start sweating and we're cringing in some way or another and we try to watch some guy do a flip off a ladder and go to an above ground pool and it just goes horribly wrong. This is kind of that scenario and that story. The story about me and when I was 10 years old, still kind of still in the flea market days. And uh, I had this amazing idea that would end up changing my entire life. Life altering decisions here we're talking about. And my idea was that I was going to try to ride my skateboard down the sidewalk on my knees. I've done this many other times, kind of around the driveway, uh, around front of my house. It was always fun, no big deal. Uh, Now I realize that this doesn't sound like something completely crazy or anything pushing the bounds of amazingness, like a Evo Knievel or anything like that. But, uh, the 10 year old me, uh, would beg to differ. And, uh, so here's what happened. So I was cruising down the sidewalk and I had one knee on my board and I was pushing with the other leg. I wasn't going, I wasn't going super fast, but you know, it's fast enough. And I was about three houses down from mine where there was these set of bumps on the sidewalk and I knew these bumps really well. Uh, we weren't. I guess we were friends, maybe not. Um, but we, there were two of them, and the they were kind of like sidewalk squares that kind of had a, a downward angle to them. And I'd rode over these things on my bike thousands of times before. Um, sometimes jumping them, sometimes I would run and jump them. Like they were just there. And these two bumps changed my life for the absolute worst. So I saw them coming, and I was cruising along, and the first bump was smaller kind of the smaller of the two bumps and I saw it coming and I did a quick kind of like pop a wheelie and went right over the first bump no problem the second bump was a little bit bigger it kind of came up quicker than I guess I thought it was going to come up and I didn't really have time to to pop a wheelie and my skateboard hit that bump head on and I went sailing into the air Uh, I flew about three feet three to four feet And landed directly on my face. We're talking sidewalk two teeth. Yeah, it was absolutely awful. I broke a few parts of my face and um, shoved like six of my teeth, my top row of my teeth, up under my nose, kind of into my nose and into my gums. Uh, I don't really remember much other than blacking out for what I think was just a few seconds, and then running into my house in shock, screaming and crying, looking for my babysitter. So my babysitter, her name was Trish. She was this kind of poor single mom who rode a, a Harley or maybe it wasn't a Harley. It was some sort of motorcycle. And she rode to our house most of the year, except for in the winter months. We live in Michigan. It was you know snow quite a bit. So she would drive this kind of dusted out Pontiac that made it there most of the time. There were a few times where she would Um, call or page my dad and and let him know that she wasn't going to make it on time because her car was stalled or stuck somewhere. She had like three daughters that were a little bit older than us, my brother and I, and she kind of let them do their thing. They just kind of came and go. They were doing, you know, they had jobs and stuff like that. So we didn't really see them a ton. But, um, you know, can you imagine just for a second that you're watching someone's kids and one of them comes running into the house covered in blood and looking like something straight out of a zombie movie. Like, no joke, if I was kind of like yelling brains or something crazy like that, she probably would have clobbered me with whatever was closest. Um, She really handled like a champ, though. Uh, She just, I imagine a lot of other people would have just went down like a sack of potatoes, passed out, whatever. But uh, I imagine she had seen some things in her day that uh, prepared her for, for that day. So it was pretty, pretty awesome. Um, my recovery from that was pretty quick and I was back in school in kind of just under a week with a bunch of wiring in my mouth and my jaw. And I actually had a cast on all of my front teeth. And I didn't know that putting a cast in your mouth was a thing until I woke up and looked in the mirror and saw it sitting there in my mouth, attached to a very Industrial-looking, shiny metal wire that kind of span across the top of my mouth, and uh, the cast kind of looked very, kind of smooth, like a like a pink piece of bubble gum that was kind of rough. Kind of if you run your tongue across it, it would it'd be kind of rough feeling. It's kind of like licking a like a now and later that wasn't wet, just was kind of like sandpapery kind of feeling. It was really odd feeling. I think I think I had it in my mouth for probably about six weeks. And once the cast came off, um, my teeth were still pretty much a mess. They were facing all different directions. Some of them were up farther than others. And some of them stuck out farther than others. Um, it kind of looked pretty uh pretty bad, and uh, it was kind of a mess. Uh, I was not as ugly as Sloth and The Goonies, but I was definitely feeling like him for sure. <laughs> Here I am. Not only you know was I. A poor kid, and had holes in my roof, but now I had a grill on my face that looked like I'd eaten rocks for breakfast every morning for probably all my life. And this is really where I learned about how cruel kids can really be and uh you know, I had plenty of friends growing up that had plenty of friends that I hung out with and played sports with, and I was pretty coordinated. I could play all the sports and it was it was good, so kind of had that going for me but you know my friends were were pretty cool with me looking kind of messed up. They knew what happened. So they were, you know, okay with it. I was friends before and they will be friends after that, but you know, they've been my friends for a long time, you know, it was, and they were fine with it, but it was really the other kids that I wasn't really friends with that just kind of tore me down. We did not have money. As I mentioned before, uh, in episode one, you learn a little more about that, but we didn't have money to fix teeth. And so we just kind of had to roll with it. And, you know, I'm sure it's like it's everywhere, but, you know, kids make fun of kids. And when I went to school in Flint, it was open season on anyone for pretty much anything. I mean, if you were poor, if your mom made your clothes, if you wore imitation Adidas or you had bad skin or crazy hair or your parents were trashy, like whatever it was, it didn't matter. Anything was ammo for anyone all the time. Um, and now me, I just had one more target for people to aim at. Uh, I got it bad, and it hurt a lot. I kind of went from being this cute, extroverted kid that would talk to anyone about anything to this broken-faced, teethed introvert with no confidence. Zero confidence. I was afraid to open my mouth for any reason. I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to laugh. Definitely didn't want to smile for photos. Uh, I had no confidence. And I think when you're hustling or, or talking or selling or any of those things, I mean, confidence is everything. And I had no confidence. I had to find a workaround. Uh, I really had to learn a different way to be me, which sounds kind of strange. Uh, I really had to learn how to laugh differently. I learned how to smile with just my lips. I learned really quick how to be uh, a little more quick-witted. Uh, When people start ripping on me for whatever they saw fit, I really had to figure out how to, you know, get them back and go head to head or, you know, just eventually learn to ignore it. It's just crazy to think about. 20 years later, I got my teeth fixed and I had to learn how to smile all over again. I still practice in the mirror to this day and I absolutely suck at it. It is the absolute worst feeling in the world. Even though my teeth are now perfect, it's still. I don't see that all the time, which is, is tough to say, but it's, uh, you know, if you see me on the street, uh, you know, it's still a work in progress. It's one of those things. And it's kind of an always evolving work of art that will probably never be perfect, but I just kind of keep trying and uh, keep working on it. So I think that breaking a 20 year habit is just not easy, like anything else that, you know, people have struggled with. And I want to say it's, it's quite like an addiction, but it's definitely uh, learning new behaviors and, and learning new habits and, and breaking old bad habits. So it's interesting when i run into people that I haven't seen in a long time and kind of since getting my teeth fixed, they don't really remember that my teeth were that messed up. And then there are some people that really, really remember, but for the most part, you know, people remember me being kind of a kid with messed up teeth, but that wasn't really the focus for them, but it was always a focus for me. It was the absolute focus for me. Uh, It's kind of like when you spill something on your pants and you think that everyone can see it and that's the first thing that everyone sees when they look at you. It's just not true. That's exactly how I felt every single day. Think about maybe some of the barriers in your life and the things that you've had to work around. You know, how did you learn to navigate? How did you figure out what they were? Uh, Were people telling you? Were you figuring them out on your own? Um, For me, it was pretty apparent. Like, it was my teeth. And those two stupid bumps, three houses down, that changed my life forever. It's hard to believe that two pieces of concrete can literally change your life, but uh, it happened, and I still think about it to this day. Um, you know, so what did I really learn from all this? I mean, I really learned that, you know, confidence is is key in hustling, and you have to be really comfortable in your own skin to have conversations, to sell something, to just kind of engage with people uh, in a way that you're not normally comfortable with, like it's it's tough and you have to be confident when you're doing it. Um, I also learned that, you know, barriers are everywhere. So I think learning to identify them and kind of navigate around them, um, you know, what are some barriers that you face? You know, how'd you learn to navigate around them? Like what are your workarounds? There's workarounds for everything. This is how new products are invented every single day because someone couldn't open a jar of pickles or someone couldn't uh, keep things from getting freezer burnt. This is how new things are created every single day. We see the infomercials all over Instagram, all over Facebook, a little less on TV now. People seem to watch that a little less. Um, you know, I think that a big thing that I really learned from this is, especially as an adult, I mean, it sounds silly to say, but you really have to choose your words wisely. You know, most of us have some things about ourselves that we're not super, super 100% stoked on. I mean, you know, be nice, you know, don't be that person that uses someone's insecurities to tear them down. I mean, when you do that, when anyone does that, no one wins. There is no winner that walks away from that conversation or that interaction going, yes, it just, it doesn't happen. So that's all I got for this one. I want to thank you guys as usual for tuning in and checking out the Hustle the Most podcast. This was episode two. And as always, check out more stories and photos and connect with us at hustlethemost.com. We'll see you on the next one.